LMT is a lens by which you assess all economic understanding. The street is full of corruption. It is baked in to every aspect of our society. 1900s, Lenin was predicting global finance capital would do all the things it's doing today. This is written over 100 years ago. All right, folks, I want you to know that this video was titled, When the Levy Breaks the Rise of Fascism. Everybody that shared this preliminarily either was suspended on Facebook, was put in some sort of a bad boy area. Every one of our posts in Facebook were taken down. And I'm going to show you here real quickly how bad this is. It's it's really, 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 really bad. Um, I, I mean, I can't even begin to tell you how bad it is. But I'm going to go ahead and share with you so you can kind of see this, okay? If I go under my uh, notifications, I don't even know how to use it on here. I'm so used to doing it on uh, whatever. But look at this. We removed a post from Real Progress in Action. We removed the post from Real Progressives Group. We removed the post from Modern Monetary Theory for Real Progressives. We removed a post from, my, we tried it again twice, okay? Then, as if that's not bad enough, let me go ahead and show you another friend right here. This post goes against, as if that's not bad enough, let's take it a step further. Now look what's the deal, poor, poor girl. Look at this. She's in restriction because of sharing it. I mean, this is the kind of stuff that you expect from fascism, okay? Full-blown fascism. But today, I've spent an awful lot of time trying to explain to you all why it is important for you to begin to see the world differently, to begin to fight back, to begin to work collaboratively with fellow activists outside of the political process. Now, I don't believe that you can vote your way to what we need. Some might twist that as saying, I'm saying not to vote, but I have clearly stated since 1987, I have voted in every single election I am able to do. So if anybody ever says anything other than that, they're a fucking liar, okay? Since 1987, I have voted in every single election I was able to vote in, right? Now, that said, I have said explicitly, and I've shown you countless times, number one, I told you that the Democratic Party rigged elections, not just rigged them, but in court, admitted it, said they don't have any responsibility whatsoever to run a free and fair primary. What are you out there? Feel free to come the fuck at me. Come at me. I'm telling you right now, they fought in court. I'm not making that up. If I am the one that made that up, you would have every reason in the world to say I'm wrong, I'm a liar, I don't understand what I'm talking about, any of that, feel free. But if the Democratic Party did send its fucking legions into court to fight, saying that they don't have any responsibility whatsoever to run a primary, if they don't have any responsibility whatsoever to ensure the money you spend in a uh, campaign goes to the candidate through their act blue or whatever the fuck ever thing that they use. They did. They fought tooth and nail for this and won. Folks, they won. They won their fight in court because they are nothing but a private corporation. It has no responsibility to the American people. Okay? These are facts. Fact check me. Go out and fact check me. Don't just hate me because I didn't say it in a sweet way. Don't just hate me because I don't have enough money to hang out with the cool kids and say it in different com company and have more gravitas to what I say. Don't just fucking kick my legs out from under me because you don't feel I'm worthy of consideration. My class, where I am at in the class structure isn't good enough or you just don't like my delivery or my attitude or the way my eyebrows look or my voice. Fuck off, man. Fact check me. Take the facts and go figure out what I'm saying.
Like, I'm not doing this because I get off. I am still, folks, I don't care who likes this or not. I am still a registered Democrat because it's the only way to get involved in these bullshit primaries, okay? Now, up till now, I haven't really thought about not voting in the primaries, but right now, Joe Biden has said he is not going to debate anyone. Trump's not going to debate anyone. Not that I care because I think RFK Jr. is a fucking crazy fuck, and I see a lot of people out there, tend to be of the libertarian variety, suckling up to Mr. Crypto, okay? Anti-vax dude. All right. I get it. I get it. You watch your news elsewhere. You listen to people that support libertarians. You're cool with the fuck the government, anti-government approach. I am not an anti-government person. I am an anti-corruption, an anti-democratic party, anti-neoliberal, anti-republican, anti-duopoly guy. But I'm not against elections. I'm not against any of the forms of democracy that we could actually go forward and make a dent in our lives and represent ourselves. As my last one, we have to have agency, right? I wanna tell you this, I don't care if you like me. I really don't. I don't care if you think what I'm saying is valuable. I'd like to believe you think it's valuable. I'd like to believe that you think that even if you don't like me, and you can fuck off by the way if you don't, but if you don't like me, go figure out what I'm saying. Prove me wrong. Prove me. I want to be wrong. Do you know how much I'd love to be wrong? I would love to be wrong. Love to be wrong. I am a big government guy. I'm a big make sure that we have rights, not fucking welfare, but rights, actual rights, soup to nuts. Everyone has a right to housing and ensure it. Everyone has a right to food and ensure it. Everyone has a right to get everything that they need in terms of food, you name it. And I don't know what's going on with my computer, but we're having another situation. I've rebooted, et cetera. So this is just tray bizarre. I don't understand it. But let's see if it brings me back. Yes, it does. And let's see if for some reason I'm able to take, add myself back. Let's see if I can put my virtual background back on. And we'll go from there. May not let me, but I'm going to try. Nope, it's not going to let me. So we're going to go green screen again. StreamYard, if this is a problem with you, I mean, we've had problems with Jordan and we have problems here. I'm sick of this. I'm sick of it. I'm going to have to move to another platform because this is old. Anyway, that said, let me just be crystal clear. Every time I see someone go out there cheering and door knocking for a rando Democrat for rando person without any kind of message, without any kind of meaningful platform, without doing the work. I don't have any interest. I have no time. So if that makes me a bad guy, okay, I'm a fucking bad guy. But I don't think I am. And I don't think I'm wrong. And I don't think I'm misleading you by telling you that the path forward, if we really want to make a difference, is not within the party. I've stood up and I brought union leaders on. I've brought people organizing in the unions on. I think we need class union organizing, class struggle unionizing, class struggle union organizing. I think we need that, okay? But I think we, the regular people, don't have unions, okay? That don't have unions. Need to freaking understand that we are our own union, union of, of citizens. I wouldn't even call it a union of voters because even if your person understands MMT, unless they're willing to fight their party, unless they're willing to not go along with mama bear, unless they're willing to be okay with being a one-termer, I don't care if they know MMT or not. You understand? I don't care if they know MMT or not. If they're a coward, if they go with the party line, if they say Joe Biden's an A-plus guy, Pramila Jayapal, I have no use for you. None. Zero. Zero. Does that make me a bad guy? If it does, then let me be the worst guy. Let me be the worst guy ever because I'm tired of seeing people lie to us. I'm tired of seeing people drag us through the mud and then some limp dick out there that fucking thinks they know something comes running around shaming you, okay? I want people that are willing to stand and fight. I want people that are willing because here's what's happening. Rightly or wrongly, the Democratic Party is seen as 
the left. We know they're not the left, okay? But we're the Democratic Party seen as the left. So everything gets lumped under the Democratic Party being the left. And that means every time the Democrats do something that's not leftist because they're not leftists. The right wing comes out and says, see, look what socialism does to us. Look, here's what, we can't have this. And then these people that are anti-establishment, pseudo-leftists, that are more anti-authoritarian, okay, they suddenly say, yeah, and they find favor with the Sig Heil Reich wing. They start hanging out with the Sig Heil Reich wing, okay? That is not acceptable. It's not acceptable. But the Democrats, if you put your hope in electoral politics, you're left carrying, you're left carrying that water. Because whether you want to excuse yourself or not, whether you want to pretend that your vote matters on one hand, but doesn't matter on the other. Your vote either matters all the time or not at all, okay? So if your vote tells you, I'm going to vote for Joe Biden, you can call it harm reduction, but if he takes us into a proxy war with, you, uh, with Russia and China, you're responsible for that, in my opinion. Your vote either matters or it doesn't. Take a pick. Pick a lane. It's either or, it's Boolean, it's ones and zeros, okay? And so what's happening with economics completely, I mean, the Democratic Party can't get out of its own way on economics. So guess what? The GOP is out there pushing the most disgusting, most austere programs as a result because the Democrats refuse to say the things that they could say that would help make it okay. They ignore it. They don't do it. And so the GOP gets to come out there and say, we've got to get rid of this irresponsible spending, the debt limit, the this, the debt ceiling, all these things. Democrats never come out and explain to you what the debt ceiling is. And why it doesn't matter. And why it doesn't matter when they're in power, but why it doesn't matter when the GOP's in power, right? I mean, in the end, that's what we're talking about. In the end, that's exactly what we're talking about. So as far as I'm concerned, you have to show me that voting for these people impacts society and makes things better. Don't get mad at me for telling you what I see. Prove me wrong. If you can't prove me wrong, accept that maybe you're the one that's wrong. Okay? Maybe you're the one that's wrong. Maybe you're hopium in not, I mean, let's be fair. What little resistance Bernie did put up within the Democratic Party, he could not get them to get rid of superdelegates. He could not get them to take their foot off of the throat of democracy. He could not get them to not do the shit they're doing. And as a result, like, like imagine being with a, 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 your significant other. I, I was going to say your woman, but whoever you're with. And they cheat on you. And you're like, I can't be with you if you're going to cheat on me. And they say, no, I swear to God, swear to God, I'm never going to cheat on you again. I promise I won't cheat on you again. Okay, no problem. I'll take you back. You take them back five minutes later, they're out there cheating on you again. And you're like, but, but please, it's like, honest to God, it'll never happen again. You just got to, you got to believe in me. You got to, you got to, you know, just stay with me here. Okay. So because you feel like, well, what am I going to do? I don't want to be single. Uh, you know, it's going to cost me a lot in alimony or whatever because this fucked up system lets people that cheat still make money off of it or whatever. Uh, okay. And you keep finding excuses to go back to the same abuse. This is not telling you to check out. This is telling you point blank. Our answers to this problem are to educate our citizenry because hypothetically, we have free and fair elections. 
I want you to think about the groups that have bonded with libertarians and think about the fact that they don't know economics. Now think about them being the ones that you allow to get into elected office and imagine them destroying society because they're too fucking stupid to fucking get the econ right. But they were against the Democrats. They were populist, man. They had the vaccine shit right, dude. They took ivermectin, man. Of course, they're going to be great, man. They don't know how to econ their way out of a paper bag, but sure, man. They knew what they knew about ivermectin that makes them the good guys. I'm telling you right now. I'm telling you right the fuck. We are in a position where our voting population has been dumbed down to the point of Patrick Starfish. Citizens are fucking amoebas right now. They are brain dead. They're walking zombies. And unfortunately, the people that are breaking away from it are too fucking reactionary to stop and think about what's really right and wrong. And so what's happening? People are desperate. People are fearful. People are making all kinds of bad decisions. And when they start making bad decisions in the public space, all of a sudden people start dying from school shootings, mall shootings. Families start killing their kids. Families start doing horrible things. They start breaking up and destroying the future of their children. I mean, like all kinds of shit. Okay, because this is what happens when society starts pulling itself apart at the seams. Unfortunately, the rich people within the Democratic Party, the boutique bourgeois folks, have basically told everyone else suffering, shut up and wait your turn. They've been telling black people to shut up and wait their turn forever. Just vote blue and we'll take care of you eventually. Now's not the time to worry about black issues. Now's not the time to worry about poverty. Now's not the time to worry about health care for all. Now's not the time to talk about a Green New Deal. Now's not the time. We've got solidarity. We've got to be, well, we are being solid. We're being full of solidarity with working class people, not your party that represents rich people, careerists that place their careers above and beyond any and all aspects of any kind of social order, okay? And so what's happening? People see what they want to see. They see the things they see, and their lying eyes are showing them that government isn't effective. Government isn't supporting them. Government is taking their hard-earned tax dollars and wasting it on young children trying to transition from male to female. All these perverse that they're teaching our kids, we're wasting our tax dollars teaching them woke culture and teaching them all this insane freaking uh, CRT, blah, blah, blah. Okay. So these messages, these fascist messages hold, they take hold because of the fecklessness of the alternative. And when you say you're a leftist, they just assume you're a Biden bot. Because there's no one out there actively talking about what the left really is. Okay? And, you know, unfortunately, I watched people punching at Marx. Now, Marx did not get a lot of things right. There were some things that he got way wrong. Okay? When I say way wrong, they're no longer valid in society today. Things that happened then didn't didn't necessarily age well, especially when it comes to the money story, okay? When it comes to the money story, it didn't age well. And so you're having a real problem, right? Your Venn diagram of what the left could be is diminished greatly because they don't understand fiat currency, okay? Now, the next part of this and why MMT fails in this space right now is because to have an MMT-empowered uh, you know, government to have policies advised by or informed by MMT insights, you need to have a functioning democracy. But the people, the people that would vote for it would vote against it because they don't know any better. They don't know any better. So they would literally vote for a fucking balanced budget amendment. They would vote for reducing the deficit. They would vote for paying down the debt. 
So you're caught on both sides of this fucking fiasco. You've got a bourgeois defended fake democracy within the party, within the Democratic Party, where they literally serve as gatekeepers to prevent any form of meaningful election. So when I say your vote doesn't matter, I, again, started this off telling you, I voted in every election since 1987. Every election, period. Okay? So with that in mind, I'm not saying don't vote. What I am saying, though, is, is that this system, the way it is, and these people, they are literally not serving you. And so on one hand, I'm saying, I'm talking out of both sides of my mouth because I'm just not smart enough to say voting for local people, voting in local elections isn't going to do some form of harm reduction, okay? I'm telling you that the party isn't going to allow people they don't want in office to get in office. I'm telling you that gatekeepers within the, the deep state of the Democratic Party are literally serving as gatekeepers to prevent populism. Look at the parasites in Las Vegas during the Bernie Sanders um, caucuses, okay? And look at the trash, trash that prevented Bernie from winning, that stopped recounts, that did all kinds of horrible shit. I remember, and I don't forget, I can't make my brain forget, and I've been trying because I want to fit in with my normie friends that think that this is okay. I want to fit in. I want to reinsert myself back into the matrix so badly because it hurts too much to see and be treated like shit because I see. Okay? I'm tired of being treated like shit. I'm tired of being ignored. I'm tired of all kinds of crap. I'm tired of fucking people that don't ever admit what I've just said. And I'm telling you, fact check me. Fact, don't, don't just, don't just fucking say, ah, oh, Steve said, fact check me. Never take what I say for granted. Just go fact check me. Fuck it. Go fact check every word I say. If the Democratic Party did not fight in Florida federal court, saying they have no responsibility whatsoever to run a free and fair primary and that there's no guarantee the money is going to the candidate and that there's no guarantee that they have to even respect the vote and there's no guarantee that they have to let that person win the primary, that they can select and choose who the fuck they want, okay? They can do all that. They can do it. Okay? Don't confuse what I'm saying, though, as suddenly I'm going to become some wasteoid alt-right asshole libertarian. See, you can own shitlibs. You can tell the truth about the shitlibs without becoming a worthless fascist. You can do that. You have a choice. You'll still get shit on no matter what. Trust me, I can tell you all kinds of stories about people that don't take what I'm saying and fucking run it a totally different way than what I'm saying. For the slow kids in the back, number one, I said, I've voted in every election since 1987. Number two, I said, I'm not smart enough to tell you that voting in your local elections won't create some form of harm reduction. Number three, I'm telling you that the Democratic Party has fought successfully in federal court to prevent any kind of real fair election whatsoever. They have no responsibility to do it whatsoever. And number four, five, six, 20 million, whatever, I'm here to tell you that we're not going to vote our way to what we need not without strong militant resistance outside of the political structure. And that means outside the Greens, outside the Libertarians, which I have no interest in whatsoever, okay? None, zero. I'm telling you that I support class struggle unionism. I'm supporting unions that are breaking free of this corporate oligarchy bullshit that many of them have been sucked into with the AFL-CIO and into the more populist one, similar to the Vermont AFL, CFO, CIO, CFO, whatever the fuck ever, right? AFL, CFO. But every single time I try to explain this stuff, I realize point blank, point blank, that the population out there isn't able to think about any of this economic stuff in a way that allows them to process it in a productive fashion. Number one, 
because the fucking people in power still lie. You still have Bernie Sanders telling you your tax dollars. You still have AOC talking about your tax dollars. You still have Rashida Tlaib talking about your tax dollars. You still have Robert Reich talking about your tax dollars. You have Nina Turner talking about your tax dollars. Mary Ann Williams talking about your tax dollars. Ro Khanna talking about taxpayer money. Joe Biden living on a prayer talking about taxpayer dollars. All of them talking about it. I'm tired of people supporting people that aren't economically literate in the alt media community that just sit there and say shit, bring out crap takes, bring out right wing takes on economics. And somehow or another, they still get your ears. They still get your precious time, your precious time. You still give to them. Because we have a huge mission out of us, period. Whether we, whether I say, you know what? Drumbine out and I click it and I'm done. This fight is still there. Whether anyone takes it, fuck no, man. My, I've I've been I've been terribly unsuccessful. My product has been subpar. Just ask my friends. My product has been subpar, unworthy of being shared. And yet people share the shit lib bullshit. Okay. I'm telling you right now, if we are not serious, fascism will continue to rise up and it won't be rising up from the Republican Party. I mean, yeah, sure, Republicans will gobble it up because why not? It will come as a result of people losing faith in democratic institutions because of the fecklessness of neoliberal Democrats. See, when all you know is the duopoly, when all you know is Republican, Democrat, and that's the beginning and the ending of your class analysis, the beginning and the ending of your entire worldview is Democrat and Republican. You don't know anything else beyond that. You're incapable of thinking of a world beyond that. You're incapable of thinking of any other path forward than just vote blue no matter who. You're impossibly devoted to this sham, okay? Instead, you don't want to have to put the work in. I get it. It's tough. It's a lot of work, and there's no guarantees it's going to be successful. I get it. Believe me. Every day I wake up and say, why the fuck am I doing this? Why am I bothering to do something that so few actually really believe in? You know? How? How much? How many times do I have to show you repeatedly? I don't care what unions are going on because, see, these corporate unions, they aren't doing anything for their people. They're just providing, you know, green fees for their leadership to go golfing and eating five-star bourgeois, you know, fucking, you know, meals at Fortune, you know, these massively elite, you know, restaurants in, you know, Georgetown with their special forks and special spoons and special knives and special china, okay? We're not dealing with people that are actually fighting for anyone. We've got careerists. And so it's impossible to look at government and say, wow, they're very successful. This is good stuff. Give me more, please. I understand the resistance and I'm a big gov guy. I'm a central planning kind of guy, folks. I want you to be, I am a central planning guy. <laughs> I mean, I, I, I would definitely be a central planning dude. I admit it. Because I don't want to have the situations we have right now with the 10th Amendment and the state's rights crap. What happened out of uh, the Civil War has already paid dividends. The, the South has won. The South has won. They had the long game, but they won. Okay? They won. And as a result of the South winning the Civil War only, a, you know, 100 plus years, 200 years later, okay, this is where we're at. It's going to take a lot to undo that. Is there a silver bullet to undoing that? No. But when I say organize, I'm talking about we need to build things. And maybe it's not everyone can do everything. Maybe it's about a network of groups that can do things. But I'm telling you right now, if we're not educating people 
on the economics. We're doomed to these people that have left the Democratic Party and left the Bernie movement and gone to the right wing and think that they know something when they say we got to reduce the debt and deficit. Folks, I swear on my life, this is happening 24 by 7. And many of you are going to the alt-media channels on the daily that support this shit. I don't know what to tell you. That's not really what I call fighting. That's called joining up with fascism. You know, so you've been given a gift. You know how the economic system is supposed to work. You've been around people that can explain how it works. And then you go sidle up to people that would do the most destruction ever. Yeah, we got to cut the deficit. We got to, we got to get back on the gold standard. We, I'm telling you right now, they're celebrating Bitcoin. They're doing all kinds of shit. And it's to their credit, it's because you look at the Democrats and you realize what feckless shit stains they are, how useless and worthless they are. And it's real easy to say, yeah, fuck that. If, I, if it's opposite of that, then I'm good. The opposite of that is must be good. Well, no, they're both fucking wrong and they're both terrible. And there's no third, fourth, 20th party out there that is going to do it right because even the Green Party is so full of economic illiteracy, it is repulsive. And they don't care if they could be, you can bring expert upon expert upon expert upon expert and they're going to say, yeah, we know better. We know better. Okay? So all these shootings that are going on, you can expect when people lose hope when people stop believing there's any other way forward, that bad things are going to happen. Yes, this isn't hard to understand. And when you're the party that is supposed to be elevating the rights of the every man, every woman, when you're the one that's supposed to be doing that, and you can't even fight to the end for total elimination of student debt, to wipe out every elderly person that had to go back to school for the global financial crisis and for every young person that had to go out and why not get the middle class in there that has been stuck with insane amounts of student debt but no they're going to dink and dunk around the edges they're going to go ahead and allow some bullshit to pass as real and legitimate and it's not We are in an existential climate crisis right now, regardless of whether our government functions or not, okay? And unfortunately, we're not getting out of our own way, are we? Both Nancy Pelouser said the green dream or whatever to mock the Green New Deal. We have so many things going on right now. Polycrisis is a great word. We have a polycrisis, a series of crises that are all happening at once. And unfortunately, trash will try to lure you in and make you believe that voting for random Democrats is an act of goodness, that you're doing a good thing. And there's always some worthless fuck out there that will run behind you and say, no, 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 that's not true. Vote Democrat, I'm telling you, no, no, no. Oh, yeah, I know they did some things wrong, but in reality, no, no, no. I'm telling you right now, Democrats are creating fascists by being feckless, by allowing careerists to sell out the working class. The working class looks at the Democrats and says, I don't see myself there anymore. And unfortunately, most don't have enough political analysis not to program themselves into the Republican Party or into libertarianism. And as a result of that, they end up confusing, saying honestly, see, if you can't honestly assess the Democratic Party, I got nothing. We, we don't really have a whole lot to talk about. Let me just be fair. If you can't tell the truth about the inner structure, the inner workings of the Democratic Party and how it intentionally blocks populism and how they inserted Joe Biden as their nominee. 
If you can't do that, we don't have anything to talk about, you and I. Your political analysis doesn't measure up to reality. Your political analysis is one of a hoper and a dreamer, not one of a doer, not one of somebody that's saying that's some bullshit and it's got to get fixed. No. No. And so when people have no hope, what do they do? They find scapegoats. And what better scapegoats than the most vulnerable? It's easy to pick on trans kids. It's easy to bitch about pronouns. It's easy to fucking make up fantasy stories about bathrooms and co-ed bathrooms and pervy trans people going in and molesting your child, which is bullshit, okay? It's easy. But this is what we've become as a society because when you claim to be the ones fighting for these, you're the good guy, but you always lose. Even when you have a super majority, even when you have a super majority, you still find a way to lose. Even when you have an opportunity to stack the courts and prevent Roe v. Wade from falling away and you still don't do the job, even when you could literally institute emergency price controls during a pandemic, but choose not to, even when you could have nationalized payroll during the pandemic, but you chose not to, okay? Even when you could do all these things, you choose not to. Don't tell me you're the good guy. Don't tell me you're the good guy. Don't tell me you're harm reduction because it may feel like harm reduction, but when the other people realize that you failed them, they don't just sit there and say, well, I guess I don't have a home. No, they go find a home because everybody wants to be a joiner. And all of a sudden, they're over there with the GOP or the libertarians or finding somebody else humping ivermectin, telling you that the, uh, the pandemic was fake and Wuhan, whatever, blah, blah, blah. As I was laying there in a goddamn emergency room for 10 days with oxygen below 80, with lights flashing everywhere and coughing up fucking golf ball sized chunks of cauliflower phlegm sitting there literally on death's door with 106 fever. It's a fake. It's fraud. It's not a real disease. It's bullshit. I'm not joking. If you're one of those people that say I'm, I literally almost died from this shit. Almost fucking died from it. Okay. It's got nothing to do with Democrat or Republican or believing Fauci or not believing Fauci. It's about literally living it. My lived experience of laying in bed, unable to stand up, unable to walk 10 feet, of having my lungs like parchment, dry as fuck, feeling brittle. And every breath I took felt like it was going to rip my lungs open. Okay? That's my lived experience. And when I hear people say it's fake, it's, a, it's bullshit, it wasn't real, blah, 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 trash libertarians. And I see my lefty friends sidling up to that shit. It's one thing to totally detest Fauci. It's another thing to totally think that they screwed with us, blah, blah, blah. But what came out of that in the name of owning shit libs was an unholy abortion an unholy abortion of bullshit that became this anti-state, anti-authoritarian, anti-all uh, these things that they claim are good, but in reality just went right into fascism. Now all of a sudden, I, I showed this the other day, and I was so depressed. I I'm going to share it with you all here too. I shared it on Tim Canova. I don't know if it's going to let me though, so let me uh, let me see if I can do this before I see if it'll even let me share my screen, given how stupid StreamYard has been. Uh, let's see. Can you all see my screen? Yes, you can. Okay. So I'm going to, I'm going to do something here real fast. I am going to Tim was a friend of mine, had been a friend of mine for a long, long time. Okay, but aside from some of the stuff that he continues to post, which whatever, that's his business. 
see if I can find, aside from being a Tucker, you know, apologist, whatever, and oh my God, get past this and let's get to the, uh, the one that really matters after all the Elon Musk love. Uh, come on now. Here it is. This is Tim sharing this. Miss Wilkes pattern recognition. New York City, a cop attacked in broad daylight by stick-wielding black man. We fear for our lives, black people. Patterns matter. Boom. That, my friends, that, my friends, is what I'm talking about. That's what I'm talking about. You don't have to go from hating and owning shit libs, which is a perfectly reasonable thing, to suddenly doing shit like that. That really has me almost throwing up sad. Like, I can't believe I just saw that. I like, it's mind-blowing. But that is what the rot from the Democratic Party stealing elections from Tim Canova in Florida with Debbie What's-Her-Name Schultz, it broke his brain. It broke his brain. And I understand. I fought tooth and nail for them. People were flying down to Florida trying to help him. He was left high and dry. There, I mean, easy to say, oh, maybe somebody knew something. But I think Tim was a good guy that got his mind broken. This is what the Democratic Party does to people with its rigging and its bullshit. Okay? No, I'm not going to join Tim in retweeting racist garbage. I'm just not going to do that. But my heart doesn't hate Tim. My heart's sad for Tim. Because I understand this is what the result of the Democrats' behavior is. It creates fascists okay tim canova was one of the biggest bernie supporters of them all he was one of the rising stars that we were looking for now he's a tucker carlson you know media guy basically he's basically a cheerleader for tucker and a cheerleader for all things alt-right it makes me really sad but if you think that just voting blue is not creating this, okay? Every single time we talk about gun violence and the first thought is we got to go after the AR-15. And we may want to go after the AR-15 for whatever reason. That may, there may be a valid reason for doing that. But to me, until you fix the economic underpinning, until you understand what creates fascists, until you understand what creates the fucking rage and the complete and utter lack of, of hope that creates these kinds of violent scenarios, until you stop making it about the individual who is, people only have so much ability to handle pressure before it starts coming out in very, very twisted, warped ways. And until you recognize that the root cause is the root cause, and you could take away the guns, but then something else is going to happen. And I know that's the standard right-wing talking point about, don't take my AR-15. I am not here to protect the AR-15. I Fuck, take it. I don't care. I'm not, I don't give a shit. I'm not a gun guy. I don't care. What I'm telling you, though, is, is that that's not the problem. Take it. Fuck, do whatever. Make yourself excited. Okay? I'm telling you right now that the, the actual economic fascism, the economic fascism, the economic austerity, the barrier to getting out of this debt trap that every one of us finds ourselves in below a certain threshold, that's a real thing. That's life. That's real life. Okay? And until you deal with that, until you really, truly deal with that, you're going to have massive amounts of violence. And you know what? It may not be as something as take away the guns. And yes, there's very real chance that you can mitigate a lot of the worst disasters, maybe. 
I mean, I don't, again, I'm not a gun guy. I, you're never going to hear me championing the Second Amendment. It will not happen. That's not to say that I want to disarm society because, quite frankly, there's a lot of reason to believe that society needs to be armed at some level. Okay. I don't want to, society's chance of fighting back, but let's be fair. What is your AR 15 going to do to an Apache helicopter coming through the streets with tactical nukes? Not a damn thing. Nothing. Okay. You got to hope and pray that the government and the military lay their weapons down and just go, whatever. Because if they ever get called in and engaged, there's nothing anybody can do at this point. We have literally given up so much of the normal process that we could do to fix society. We've given up so much, so much ground over the last 50 years to this neoliberal construct. I mean, let me tell you something. In 1972, when Richard Nixon removed us from the Bretton Woods Accord, that was a moment that you could consider to be wholly neutral in that moment. It could be. It's not. It didn't work out neutral. But you could call it wholly neutral because when you understand MMT and you understand fiat currency, you understand that it's a basic public monopoly and it could have been used for the good of all. But instead, because people at that time especially weren't really paying attention to real economic stuff. They were partying. They were tripping dropping mescaline, fucking popping microdot, okay? Dropping some blood or eating some mushrooms, taking some barbiturates, whatever. They were not worried about understanding. Yes, they were anti-war and great to be anti-war. Even better to have an understanding of the economics that drive these things, okay? Again, root causes, okay? But in 1972, when Nixon took us off the Bretton Woods Accord, that was a moment where society could have benefited tremendously. We could have instituted absolutely wonderful citizens' benefits, but instead that began the era of austerity. Jimmy Carter was the king of austerity. People still celebrate him because he builds a few houses with Habitat for Humanity, but as a president, Jimmy Carter was the one busy telling you to put a sweater on. We have to tighten our belts. Obama came through, did the same thing. We're out of money. You're going to have to, you know, go, what are you going to do? Take out a credit card from the People's Republic of China? That'd be immoral. Okay. Each step along the way, the Democrats, especially on steroids under Bill Clinton, when he embraced the third way and the triangulation of neoliberalism, okay? Bill Clinton put this push that eliminated all focus of FDR from the party. And FDR was already a fucking mega compromise. FDR was not the, the leftist darling, okay? He was absolutely not. And yet at the same time, he was better than anything we see today. If you're going to go based on better, right? But what did he do? He killed a socialist uprising and gave the absolute hope back to the capitalists to maintain the capital order. Okay? That's the truth. Fact check me, please. Anytime you like, fact check me all day long. But because in 1972 that changed, you can see the hockey stick of income inequality going through the roof. From that moment forward, under Jimmy Carter, Gerald Ford, a little bit, but Jimmy Carter in particular, we give all the credit to Ronald Reagan, but the seeds of all this austerity and the seeds of inequality began under Jimmy Carter with Paul Volcker. Paul Volcker was a Jimmy Carter creation, folks. Paul Volcker being the most evil of all the freaking uh, Fed chairs, Paul Volcker, the king of raising interest rates to kill inflation, to wipe out employment and knock you down. Those same people, Jimmy Carter, okay? Jimmy fucking Carter. But yeah, please, some, some, some lapdog dipshit will fucking get angry that I took shot at Jimmy Carter instead of doing the fucking history so they can be on the right side of it. 
Okay, some dipshit will fucking get angry about that. I can't worry about that anymore, folks. <laughs> I can't worry about it. I'm pissing people off left, right, and center 24 by 7. Every day I'm pissing someone off. I hope that people take their anger and when they're laying there at night smoking a bowl or drinking a beer or bouncing their kid on their knee, they think about what I'm saying. I don't need you to like me. I don't need you to be my friend. I'd like you to be my friend. I'd like you to like me. I don't need you to. I want you to be right. I want you to figure this out. I want you to disassociate your brain from just saying good Democrats, bad everything else. Because we, if, you, if you care about the Democratic Party, let's just hypothetically, let's say you actually give a real shit about the party and you want it to do well. You're not just going to vote for it because vote blue no matter who. You're not worthless like that, right? Anyway, let's just assume for a minute you actually want the party to be well and healthy. Okay. Well, first of all, you got to understand that in this duopoly right now, these two powers are corporations and their bylaws and everything else that support those corporations allow them to do things that have nothing to do with democracy. We need to change that. If you care about it, if this is your bag, if this is what you're all about, man, gonna get a few more Democrats in power, then fucking change the party. Do what you got to do. Don't just make excuses for fucking Biden's proxy wars. Don't, because that right there creates more libertarians. It creates more fascists who say the Democrats are just pro-war, a pro-empire, pro-imperialist party, blah, blah, blah. You see it over and over and over again. Okay? You care about that? Fix it. If you're running for office, don't run to be a careerist. Run with the intention of doing everything you possibly can in one term to support the working class and to bring out truths and to really bring some haymakers to make the conversation change. Don't worry about your next term. Don't worry about getting reelected. Worry about doing the most you can to bring truth to the table during your time in office. Because I don't want to vote for somebody that sells out and I'm playing chess. Oh yeah, no, no, you don't understand. I'm working really hard. What are you doing? No. You need to focus on learning the economics. And if JFK is the holy God, but JFK was actually an austerian too, if JFK was all about cinching up your bootstraps and stuff like that, that ain't my guy. I don't care how lauded he is in the annals of American history, okay? Period. If you're economically illiterate, you don't have anything you can give the country worth giving, period. Because you must know how to marshal the right resources so that you're not telling people we tried but we couldn't succeed. Biden right now could do a million things. And from what I'm hearing, to his credit, and I don't do that very often, to Biden's credit, he actually broke out and said, well, maybe I could lean on the 14th Amendment that says we have to pay our bills to squash this fake debt ceiling. It's not even a constitutional thing. It's a fucking political rule that they've chosen to take. But guess what? The Constitution says that political rule is unconstitutional. So there you go. There's a real way of doing it. However, minting the trillion-dollar coin as most MMTers have been saying forever, okay, is another way to completely make that whole structure go away. But it's going to be used in the next month, couple weeks, days. It's going to be used as a cudgel against the working class once again. It's going to be used as a cudgel against the working class. And guess what? You're going to go and watch some other alt media and they're going to say a lot of stupid, unintelligible un un things. They're going to have guests come on, like Richard Wolf, talking about the national debt. And you guys are going to listen. You're going to give them an hour of your life listening to something that couldn't be more fairy tale if you tried. Okay? You know, I, I think to myself, I was just having a conversation with someone the other day about the national debt. And I told the guy, and he, he actually uh, thanked me. He actually thanked me, which I don't normally get from somebody who I take to the woodshed. I don't normally get the thank you, okay? But 
he was out there talking about the national debt being this giant boogeyman and, oh, how are we going to pay the debt back and blah, blah, blah. I said, does your bank think of your savings account as debt? Oh, my God, unsustainable savings at my bank? Because your savings account earns a nominal interest rate, right? Right. So when China sells trillions of dollars worth of goods into the United States and says, hey, the yuan, the Y-U-A-N, is our currency in China. We only need so much U.S. dollars to facilitate transactions. Hey, we've got this huge amount of U.S. dollars. Whatsoever shall we do with them? And they say, I know. Why don't we buy some bonds and earn some interest on this to grease our skids for a later day? So they buy bonds. That's the national debt. How are you paying them back? You're saying, we don't want your savings anymore, China. We, we don't need their savings. We don't need your savings. We don't want your savings, China. Go away. Here, whatever. It's ridiculous. It's ridiculous. That's all the national debt is. The United States doesn't go, I'm so sorry, sir. Can you please give us a loan for $10 million, please? Because we don't have any money, China. Can you give us $10 million U.S. dollars? Fucking stupid. Fucking stupid. Okay? But this is the debt. The debt ceiling. Hey, the United States is supposed to sell treasuries, sell bonds, when it deficit spends. What? Can you, can you buy a treasury bond with a Russian ruble? Can you buy a treasury bond with a Chinese yuan or a Japanese yen? No. You can only buy a U.S. treasury bond with U.S. dollars. So think about how stupid you have to be to think that the United States is borrowing its own currency from a foreign country. You would have to be the dumbest motherfucker on the planet. Dumber than that. But that's what we've got. That's what we've been dumbed down to. And you watch your president of the United States give air cover to this crap. You watch politicians give air cover to this crap. You watch your alt media give air cover to this crap. And then we have to debunk each person upon each person upon each person. Yes, let's talk about Executive Order 11110. Fucking stupidest thing ever, this fucking end the Fed nonsense. Bottom line is this. They wanted to issue silver certificates. They wanted to go back to like a silver standard, okay? And so, I mean, you could go look it up. I mean, my God, every Ron Paul bot in history has gone down the path of Executive Order 11110. I mean, just, just rattle it right off. Like, creature from Jekyll Isle, Executive Order 11110. It's the same fucking thing, okay? And so they're saying, well, he wanted to put us back on the silver standard, so they killed him, okay? These narratives, it, a silver standard would have been one of the most crippling things anyway. It would have hurt millions of poor people as well because now all of a sudden you've erroneously and stupidly tied your currency to a commodity. And so now all of a sudden you're literally tied to the ebbs and flows of a commodity. And guess what happens if suddenly France buys up shitloads of silver? Or in the case of other, all of a sudden you're, you're trying to dig up enough reserves from the ground. Why? Why? But this is the story. So popular lore has it that JFK was gunned down because of Executive Order 11110 where he was going to put us onto silver certificates and the, the silver standard. I don't know. It's not more exciting than that. It's unfortunate. It's unfortunate. But the problem is, is that economic austerity breeds fascism. And that's what we're dealing with today, folks. So without further ado, I bid you adieu. I hope all this stuff works because unfortunately, unfortunately, I don't know. 
Is StreamYard going to do me right or are you going to do me wrong? Let's see. Please like and subscribe. Hey, it worked. Okay, that's good. And also, let's go ahead and see if I can drop the elbow of truth on you guys. If it works, I'll be a happy man because that means I can get the fuck out of here. And here we go. If you enjoyed this podcast and would like to support our efforts, please take a moment to subscribe and check out our other work on the Real Progress in Action YouTube channel and visit our sister organization's website at realprogressives.org. 